Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro David Commander Chris coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Check out uh, PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com and you can find a store near you. Well, as we normally do, we follow pretty closely to the KCBS uh, winners every year and uh, we've got Brad back. How's that? Just a big Brad right there uh, from getting basted. Him and his team were the grand champions team of the year in the Master Series at, at KCBS. Brand, uh, See if I say it right this time, Brad. Leninger? Yep, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> you were on the show a couple of years ago. We didn't have you on last year because really wasn't too much happening during the year as far as barbecue competitions and stuff. So, first of all, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. been busy. Opening restaurants, cooking contests, uh, cooking a lot of barbecue. That a boy. That a boy. So, you guys won the team of the year there uh, at uh, KCBS. Tell us about your year, because last year was such a goofy year uh, because of COVID and stuff. How did you have it to was. make adjustments and, and do things? You're in a different part of the country than where I am in the People's Republic of Oregon. So um, you probably had a f few more freedoms than we did. But tell us about your travels and travails yeah. last year. Yeah, we could, you know, not as much um, as we had to in 2018 to win it. I think I ended up doing uh uh, mid twenties, 24 contests, I think is what I ended up cooking. Sure. Um, you know, everybody was shut down there from that March through June is really when things started happening again. And of course, most of the events were just small, you know, the big public facing events, you know, the American Royals, stuff like that all got canceled. But a lot of the little small events that, that really don't have a public aspect still went on. Sure. You know, we're, we're pretty uh, we're pretty socially distanced already as cooks. You know, we have our trailers, we have everything else. And uh, KCBS implemented some, uh, you know, some standards and some rules in the judging tent and, and what we had to do to turn our boxes in. And, and a contest went on. And uh, I was fortunate enough to go out. Like I said, I think I got 24 in last year. And I uh, ended up winning the team of the year. We came down to the last week of the uh, week of the season. Uh, we went out to Virginia and cooked a contest. And Joe Pierce and I were uh, the two, uh, you know, going neck, neck and neck. And sure. I ended up just edging them out. So, no, it was, it was a good year. It was fun. It was a good opportunity to, to, to chase points and not have to cook 50 contests. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and you get to, uh, you know, part of social distancing sometimes is when you get away from the restaurant and the office and the pit and all that and you got to travel. gives you a little time to um, to yourself, basically, when you're driving, too. Yeah, I really, um, you know, at the end of the last year, I think we did, you know, they changed when this KCBS season cut off, cuts off. So it cut off at the end of October last year. And I think that month, those last five weeks, I did 10, 10 events. So a bunch of doubles, a bunch of driving. We went from Wyoming to Virginia, basically, you know, not coast to coast, but pretty sure. close. 
and uh, you know, cooked in six different states. Uh, got uh, you know, got 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 six firsts and seconds reserves and reserve grand championships out of those ten events. And uh, you know, a lot of what I do, I enjoy the drive. You know, I really do. It gives me some time to think, and gives me some time where, where I'm not answering the phone and scrambling around for business. And that was a little exce- excessive there that that month of October. But uh, driving is just part of it. It's actually part of part of it that I enjoy. Oh yeah, just going to different places that I would never go to, and and uh, you know, seeing the country. Isn't that kind of the fun part of a lot of this? Is seeing places you wouldn't normally see, kind of get off the beaten path, as it were. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, going to small town America, and you know, we, we cooked, and you know, we cooked in many, many different states, from California, you know, over to Connecticut, and and just seeing places that. I never would have gone. It, it's been a huge, you know, a huge uh, part of the reason why I enjoy the, the, the sport, you know, quote unquote, a barbecue. How's your team doing? Have you got any new, since we talked a couple of years ago, have you made any additions, subtractions, uh, summarily executed anybody or what's going on? Uh, no, nah, I mean, it's generally just me, you know, my brother-in-law uh, pretty well set out last year uh, because of COVID and he would ride along with me. My wife was with the kids and now the kids are getting older. Sure. So, uh, I did a whole lot by myself last year. So, you know, it, it was just good and bad, you know, it, 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 you know, I like having somebody with me, you know, on the drives, but, uh, you know, just sitting there and being able to focus on my cooking and, and, and just having nobody else to blame is a good thing too. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you need that whipping boy in the seat, in the shotgun seat. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you gotta have to, you gotta have to, Michael's that. my brother-in-law and I, I like to, you know, I like to throw him under the bus when I get a chance. So. Well, that's part of your job though, man, as a brother-in-law, <laughs> you got to do that. That's right. You know, absolutely. That's right. Has it, has it changed besides the social dis- distancing aspect and all that, but has it really changed the way you approach a competition, Brad? Well, I think what was hitting last year was different because of COVID. Um, I think a lot, you know, in the KCBS, the, the judging base isn't necessarily the uh, youngest group, right? Uh, so to speak. And I think a lot of them, the, the normal judges were sitting out not judging, which which gave a new group of judges the opportunity to get in the judges' tent. Maybe some of them that had difficulty finding contests or some of them that had just gotten certified. And so I was putting a little bit more smoke on stuff, and I was also finishing things you know, back on the cooker, you know, I was going on there and kind of set my sauce a little bit harder last year. Sure. And, uh, I, I think once I figured that out, you know, my scores went up and I started having more success. And before I figured that out, I was kind of, it was kind of uneven. It was kind of all over the place. So I think, I, I don't know what it's going to look like this year, but last year, I think different flavors were hitting just purely because of COVID because the judging pool was different. And, and how so, I mean, because of your more smoke and, and, uh, setting your sauce better or were they lighter flavors? Did you notice or more salty no, I mean, more or what? heavier flavors, more, more what we consider when we're talking about, you know, KCBS can sometimes be saucy and, and a little bit subtle yeah. uh, on the flavors, you know, against, you know, what, what a lot of people say. And then I was finding what we call more like a backyard style barbecue you sure. know, where, where you're putting that back on, you know, where you're, you're actually lighting up a grill and you're, and you're, and you're saucing something and you're turning the, you know, turning the ribs on the grill. You know, right. I, I found that that is what was hitting more of a backyard flavor and, you know, not a bad flavor by any means, just different than what normally hits the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, a lead, lead way into that is they did really instigate the, or initiate the backyard series and, um, you know, that's kind of interesting, too. I've had a couple of those guys on here, uh, you know, Dennis Bowman and Dennis Butterworth and some of those guys on here. And that's kind of interesting because they're really doing the same thing you guys are at just a little different level. 
Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, we've got the barbecue league and, and, you know, they've got instructionals and a lot of those guys, you know, that are cooking uh, the backyard events, you know, we get messages from them all the time. They're, you know, they're running pro recipes and I've tried some of their food and some of those guys, you know, it's time for them to move up. You know, they, yeah. they, they would uh, get calls on the pro level. So um, yeah, no, definitely KCBS putting the emphasis on the backyard and, and, and there's a lot of good cooks down there. Well, and you take a guy like uh, Dennis Bowman, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, I guess, you know, he won, he won two categories. That's, Right. Kind of unusual for that, but he knocked it out of the park on two of them. How close were you and Joe in the final tally? I think I beat Joe, but I, I, I destroyed Joe, I should say, by two points. <laughs> it was over. So we had, we had a good time. I mean, I, I love Joe. You know, Joe's one of my good friends. Uh, both out, you know, I talked to Joe about business a lot, and, 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 and we talked about life a lot, you know, outside of barbecue. Sure. So it was a lot of fun. And it's been a lot of fun seeing Joe, you know, come up and, and start having some of that success, uh, natural, you know, national success cooking competitions. Right. Uh, you know, he's always been a nat- natural on television and, and everything else. But to actually see him come into his own as, as a pit master, as competition pit master, was really cool to see. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And, and we were as close as can be. I mean, you, you know, how KCBS works. I mean, two points is basically, you know, if, if two more people would have shown up at a contest that he won or two less at one of the ones I won, then you're looking at a tie. Right. So it, it, it was, it was, it was as close to a dead heat as it could get. And, uh, I, I was just fortunate enough to get it done. Did you have guys ever go side by side in one of them that you competed? Oh, both? all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We were out there that last weekend in Virginia and we were basically parked on top of each other and the, the trash talking was as good as the barbecue. But, uh, <laughs> we, 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 we're both pretty, pretty versed at that. So, uh, no, we, we, we cook, cook next to each other quite a bit, you know, especially that last, you know, five, six weeks of the season when we're cooking uh, against each other every weekend. <laughs> I'd love to see that sometime. I would. Maybe I'll s- slip back there where one of you guys, one of you guys are competing sometime and just be the little mouse in the corner, except I'm not little, but well, you'd know who I was. We, we were out there and uh, Donald Cook from Who Cares Barbecue, they, they, we, we kind of had them scared. You know, they're sitting there listening to us, to, to us trash each other. And they thought, you know, they're like, man, you guys don't like each other. Like, no, 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 it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we we really do like each other. We just like to talk trash. So uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little too intense for the the, the viewers out there. But uh, we have a lot of fun with it, both Joe and I do. And yeah, that's just one of the things that you know we, we compete at everything. I mean, we compete from you know who's going to get to the contest to you know all the way through the whole thing. We're competing and just having a blast. Oh yeah, no, that's fun. I had some people like that in the horse business, and and uh, it was always fun when we were kind of stable back to back or you know, in the same barn or something like that. It was always a, it was always a real hoot to do that with those guys. It, it keeps it fun. I think that's one yeah. of the things you got to keep, you got to keep this stuff fun. Cause if you don't keep it fun, eventually you'll lose interest in it. I mean, you're, you're really ensconced in it with the competition, the restaurants, that type of thing. But for the average guy, it's gotta be fun or you'll, you'll lose it. That's, you know, that's my yeah, I mean, even doing what I'm doing, you know, I'm not going to do something that I'm not enjoying, you know, or not at least not do it well. You know, it, 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 you know, it is a job at this point for me, but it's something I love to do still. I mean, I, I would be competing, you know, regardless still, and I'm going to continue to compete as long as I love it. As long as I'm having fun and, and guys like Joe make it fun. Yeah. And as long as your wife lets you. That's some... <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I, I told her before I was going to Savannah, Georgia, uh, Savannah, Tennessee. I'm sorry, and, and I was sitting down there, and I, I, I kind of looked at her and said, "You know, I, I think I'm in this thing. You know, I think I can win Team of the Year, but I'm going to need your blessing because I'm going to be gone basically for the next month and a half." And uh, 
she was gracious enough to give me her blessing to do that. And, uh, uh, you know, proceeded to drive all over the place and cook a bunch of contests and, uh, and, and one team of the year. So yeah, it definitely takes family support. And, uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate that my wife gets uh, and, and, and lets me uh, pursue my passion. And then in the next segment, because we're running out of time in this one, you can tell us what you bribed her with when you came home. Um, <laughs> Brad and I are going to be back here on Barbecue Nation. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. We'd like to welcome uh, some new listeners down in Orlando, Florida. Um, up in Minnesota, we've got another couple stations up there, and I'll tell you their call letters next week in down in Eureka, California. So thanks for joining the network with us. Um, if you'd like to contact us, it's really easy. You can just go to the website, barbecuenationjt.com. There's an icon there. You can send me a message, uh, or you can send it to a barbecue at salempdx.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and a million social media platforms out there. And then the podcast version, which comes out after the show is aired is everything from SoundCloud to captivate to iTunes to, you know, the drill it's out there. So uh, we're talking with the current reigning world champion, uh, Brad Lenninger from the uh, team of the year for the master series for KCBS. Um, how many miles did you put on Brad? <laughs> You know, uh, I've got that number somewhere. My accountant has it, but uh, I put on, I'm trying to think if I could approximate that. I probably put on 25,000 miles, I'd say last year. Wow. Uh, driving the competitions. So a little bit less than normal, actually, but uh, still quite a few. Now, normally on a, you know, a given year, no COVID, no nothing like that. Would you would your uh, circle of competitions be a little bit closer to home for you if you're hitting a bunch of them, yeah. or would you scatter yeah, across the, the cool, country? Well, one of the cool things that you know, if there's any positives to come out of COVID, and I, I you know, I say there is, but one of the one of the one of the cool things that happened to barbecue because of it is is the number of contests retracted quite a bit, and. Therefore, everybody was going to the same contest. So you did have to travel. I mean, you did have to, to venture out because there might only be one contest a weekend and you'd have to go wherever that was. And the good thing about that, though, is that meant you had a chance to go head to head against everybody. So it was a little different than my 2018 run where you could go pick different contests. Maybe you have uh, seven or eight contests out of a weekend to pick uh, uh, that you, which one you wanted to do this time. Sure. And a lot of times there was just one and you had to go and everybody else was there. So it just made it more difficult to win. And and I think it was more of a true, you know, kind of head-to-head championships this past year. So it's been a couple of years since you've been on the show because I checked before we did this interview. <clears throat> Excuse me. What have you learned? That's a really broad question, and we'll narrow it down a little bit. But what have you learned about how you're preparing, uh, uh, you know, especially uh, your proteins, and then how you, Brad, are pre- preparing yourself? Well, I mean, you know, meat selection is still going to be king. I mean, going out, you know, getting your 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 supplier set up, getting you know the, the the best meat you can get your hands on. I mean, that 
that certainly becomes more and more true um, every year. I think, you know, because of classes and, and, and online content and stuff like that, I, I believe, you know, the, the fields are getting deeper. So it's getting more and more difficult to win. So finding stuff you can win with becomes more and more important. Um, but, but as far as what I've, you know, I've, I've simplified, I mean, I think every year I get, I get what I, my processes get simplified even more. And, and I'm, I'm to the point where, you know, I'm using, you know, a handful of rubs. I mean, I can, I, I can fly into a contest a couple of weeks ago. I flew into North Carolina and uh, borrowed some gateway drums out there and, and cooked the contest. And, I had, you know, basically, you know, half of a half of a side of a suitcase that had everything I needed to cook those contests. So I, I think what I've learned is that most of the stuff we bring and most of the stuff that we assign some importance to, it, it really isn't that important. You know, just just simplify your processes down to, you know, get what done, what done what you need to get done, and I think then you have less to go wrong, and, and you end up producing better food. And so I think that's what I've learned. I think I've really really come into it that started focusing on what matters. And, and I can tell you right now, what matters isn't necessarily an individual recipe or, you know, making sure you use this combination of seven rubs. It's, it's just getting tenderness, you know, using a good flavor profile and, and just being consistent and, and keeping things simple. Have you, have you streamlined the way you um, trim and prepare them before you cook them? Have you made some oh, adjustments yeah. in that? Yeah. I mean, our pork and a lot of people are seeing, you know, in the barbecue league, we've got our pork recipe on there, you know, uh, from start to finish. And, and we trim that thing down. Now, of course, KCBS, you have to leave it over four pounds. So we make sure to keep that legal, but we're really trimming that thing down to where it's, you know, basically sections of meat that are similarly sized. It's basically just cooking what we might use or what we might put in the box. And that way we're not traveling with a bunch of butts, you know, do everything beforehand. So that way you're not traveling, you know, Make sure you've got good meat before you go. Make sure everything's good, and then and then yeah, no, it definitely you know how we cook affects how we trim our meat and how we prepare. So, do your distributors or the meat suppliers you work with? I mean, I'm assuming that you've got it. Like, if you go to Virginia, it's all set up, or you're taking enough stuff with it with you on that particular trip. But if you're out for three, four, five weeks, sometimes you don't come home. How are the logistics on that? Well, if I had to, I generally come home, uh, you know, which is an advantage that I've got, you know, I'm living in Missouri, living in the middle of the country. Uh, I have gone out for a couple of weeks where I didn't come home and, and I would just take what I needed, uh, you know, frozen with me. And then even if it's frozen, when you start, by the time you thaw it out, it'll be fine. Sure. But if you were going to be gone for a longer period of time, certainly, um, you know, Compart, Duroc, Snake River Farms, you know, a lot of those, those companies will ship. Yeah. And, and so that, that's what you would do. You know, you would just order to where you're at and, and have it shipped in and then you'd be ready to go. You ever think how the FedEx guy responds when he walks into a barbecue competition and smells everything and is <laughs> looking around and he goes, and I got to go eat a Whataburger, you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> never thought well, of that. My, my, my FedEx guys know exactly what they're doing. They, they dropped off so many cases of meat at my house that, uh, you know, I, I know them all, and they all, of course, I've all been to the restaurants, and, and I, I've even given them uh, uh, racks of ribs to cook before, you know, because we used to get in, you know, back in uh, our old Smithfield days, we'd get in cases of meat, you know, and we, we'd call through them and, and everything else, and I, I'd, you know, I'd be like, hey, man, take some of these home and cook them. I, I don't need them. And uh, <laughs> so no, my, my, my delivery guys, you know, they, they, they know exactly what I do, and, and uh, they have fun with it. Even the TSA agents at the local airport know exactly what I do and, and, and who I am when I bring, you know, when I start carrying a bunch of meat on the plane. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll bring in, you know, oh, where are you going? What contest are you cooking? So, you know, it, I, I, I do it enough that, uh, 
you know, what, what, what kind of at first was kind of awkward has turned into, uh, you know, just a, uh, another conversation with them. <laughs> they, when I was traveling, that was the same way I had, usually I flew United. So they're, you know, they're on a particular concourse at the airport. And so you would get to know those gate agents every week because, yep. you know, there was only two shifts of them really during the day. I mean, they they might've rotated the workers through, but you you got to know them and they got to, you know, same thing. Where are you going this week? And, uh, and all that stuff. We're talking with Brad Leininger from getting based at current world champion there. Uh, team of the year, master series, KCBS. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back on the nation right after this. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Everybody, welcome back to Barkey Nation. I'm JT here on the Sun Radio Network. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Um, just like your grandpa used to make, you can check them out on PHNB online. Um, see a store near you, see how they do it, their process. It's really good. And also get your Wilhelm knives, uh, great knives for the quality and the price. They work out really well. That's Gunter Wilhelm knives. Brad, how many restaurants do you have now? So we have got four that are open. We've got two getting basted. We've got two of a concept. It's called the Downing Street Four House. Uh, and then we are opening our third getting basted here at, at April 1st. So that'll be our, our fifth restaurant. Uh, so we, we have opened up three restaurants through COVID. We actually opened up one of them right before COVID. We opened one of them at last August and then this one in April. So we're expanding, you know, we're trying to, trying to make the best out of, out of a tough time and, and, and take an opportunity where, where we see it and, and hoping to expand into this uh, uh, difficult time. It, were you able to, like on the locations, were there other restaurants there previous that you could assume their leases or anything? Yeah, so we're moving into a TGI Fridays is, is what we're going into, uh, you know, an old TGI Fridays sure. building here in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. I mean, it's, you know, it's unfortunate to see restaurants struggle and fail. And I've had a lot of friends that, that, that have restaurants that weren't as fortunate, you know, as I was. And a lot of it just had to do more with like, you're talking about just what were your regulations like where you, where you, where your restaurants were and not necessarily your business plans or practices, but you know, again, every, every, uh, you know, in every struggle, you know, there's opportunity and, and, and me and my business partners have looked at this as an opportunity expand our brand aggressively coming out of COVID. And I, I think that, you know, the pent up demand and, and a lot of the stuff that's going to come after that, I think, I think we're going to have a little bit of a restaurant boom when this is over. We're just trying to position ourselves to take advantage of that. Yeah. A friend of mine in Seattle, Jack Timmons, who has one Jack's barbecue, um, had one restaurant and he was opening another one downtown and then COVID hit. And of course, a lot of restaurants shuttered very quickly because they're, you know, before they got takeout and all that stuff organized. And what he did is he went around and found some smaller places that he could kind of use as satellite stores. Everything was cooked from the main store, which is a little in what they call Soto, which is South part of Seattle. And then they would uh -huh. deliver it to these other kind of almost like closet locations and um, had them set up. And then it worked out really good for him that way. 
I don't know if he still kept them now that things are opening again um, or if he did short terms. I haven't talked to him in a while about that, but I thought that was kind of a brilliant idea because he was able not only to hire his staff back, but then some of the people from those locations that he got a hold of and put them back to work too. So um, it was a yeah. good, it was a good deal that he did there over the years in, in competing. How do you think KCBS has changed? Oh, you know, I don't know that they have enough to be honest with you. I mean, it's, it, you know, really a lot of times if I'm struggling, what I'll do is I'll go back to the flavors that were hitting back when I first got into it. So I think the main thing, you know, as far as KCBS, you know, one of the, one of the major things is, is the, you know, the, the gateway drums and drum smokers burst sure. on the scene and really bring hot and fast barbecue uh, to the forefront. So now even the stick burners are running hot and fast. So I think, you know, the, the, the Friday night, people staying up all night and, and, and that scene has changed. You know, I think most people get up at, at six in the morning and, and, and cooking. Um, you know, I think that's been probably the major, the major change. Uh, and, and then I think that the amount of classes and the amount, I think just people are better. You know, I think it's more difficult uh, um, I guess it's easier to get better, but it's more difficult to get that call or whatever it is, just because the fields are deeper because the information's out there. You know, if you, if you don't have the information uh, or a winning technique recipe, it's just because you didn't go look for it. I mean, it, it's all out there on the internet where back when I was first starting, you know, maybe somebody like Malcolm Reed or somebody like that might've had a little bit of information on the internet, but it, it just wasn't as readily, readily accessible uh, uh, back then. So I think, you know, it's, 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 easier, you know, a little easier to get good. And then, uh, you know, some of the new equipment that's made it, uh, you know, just a better experience to cook as well. Yeah. We've come a long way from, uh, Weber kettles, you know, yeah, uh, no doubt. and, uh, in cooking like that. And like you, you're talking about Malcolm, Malcolm's kind of the king of videos these days. Um, he's always, you know, there's other guys that compete with him, but Malcolm's always kicking out a video every couple of weeks or whatever. And, um, got a huge following on that and like you said there's, there's, yeah there's so much information out there there's really no excuse to try to go to a competition if you haven't watched at least the videos you know <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah malcolm's one of the first guys that got that you know he's one of the you know back in the day it used to be you know it's just sheltered and i'm not showing anything and i've got you know malcolm's one of the first guys that understood you know the best way to expand my brain is to get this stuff out and and that's why he has such a big following, you know, yeah. he, he really, he really was out of the forefront of that. And, uh, uh, you know, I've got a lot of, a lot of respect for, for him from, from being one of the first guys to, to, to see that, you know, that says, Hey, I, you know, the way to expand my brand is to give this stuff out, not to hide it. Right. No. And I think that's true. You know, I think that's very true. I always think that we were kind of, um, I don't know, like you said, sheltered or, or behind the eight ball a little bit trying to, you know, my secret sauce. Well, there's really no secret sauce in my book. You know, there's sauce and they have different flavors, but there's there's no, you know, secret ingredient that's brought in from Manchuria that, uh, you know, only Brad has and nobody else can get their hands on it. And that's why he wins all the time. I, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's very good. For no, I don't think it ever was. You yeah. know, I think you make good food. There's no, you know, there's no silver bullet that, that's going to turn a bad cook into a good cook. Uh, there's no product to do that. The only way to, to, to become a good cook is about cook. And, and that, you know, the, you're, when you're getting beat, you're not getting beat by, by somebody that has something you don't. You're getting beat by somebody that's cooking better than you are. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think it actually took you to get to the level? I mean, you can probably put a number on it, but. 
you know, you're at a di- you're at a different level now, Brad, than than most people out there. So, what, I, you know, know, I don't know if you say long. I mean, I'm still learning. I mean, I think that's the key thing, right? And every year you're looking at it, you're, you know, you kind of look back at where you were, and you're like, okay, where's my improvement going to come from? And 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 things just get easier, and and, and to, you know, things slow down for you. You know, and, and it's, it's, you know, I always kind of kind of laugh when we compare this to a sport or an, or an athletic endeavor, but it really is the fact that the more you do it and the easier it gets and, the, it, and, and, and it just slows it down. And at this point, you know, you just do, you just know what you're doing so much and you, you've got an in-depth understanding of it that, that it, it's, it gives you a tremendous advantage to go out there and win these contests. And I can tell you right now, you've been sitting back like in 2015 when I was cooking, you know, you're sitting there going, man, I'm really cooking at a high level. You know, where's the improvement going? Well, I'm 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 twice as good back now that I was that I was then, and and hopefully here in two or three years I'll be looking back at myself now saying, man, I had a lot to learn. Back yeah, then. you know what I mean. I mean, it's just you're constantly sitting there learning, and if you're if you, if you think you know it all and you think you know everything in this field, you're 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 wrong, and that's the key thing is is that you got to continue to get better because there's somebody out there in the competition world that's, that's, that's hungrier or that wants more than you. And if, and if that's the case, they're going to get it. No, that's, I think that's very true. And that's the way it is with all competitions, all sports and different things like that. But especially with cooking, because if you're not trying to always fine tune, and that doesn't always mean chasing, changing your basic recipe for rubs or sauces or whatever. But if you're trying, if to me, if you're trying to fine tune it, you could you think you do yourself that you could do this maybe a little better. Maybe it's in the trim. Maybe um, it's a little more hot and fast or, or whatever it is, because everybody's individual and they, you know, they cook their own style their own way. But I really think if people aren't looking at that, um, they're selling themselves short. Yeah. And it's just cooking, putting the time in. You know, something different happens every cook. You know, I've done, I'm approaching my 300th contest. And and you learn something in every one. I mean, it's just a matter of of looking at that and and trying to understand what you're doing. You know what I mean? I mean, that's it's just the fundamental understanding of, of oh man, this went wrong that time. This is why it went wrong, and this is how I prevent it. And if you pick something up every time and you cook that many times, you're just going to continue to get better. And and you know, at least that's my goal anyway. Sure. As long as I'm competing, I'm trying to get better every week. At at the contest, what's your favorite thing to cook? As far as which one. Yeah, I mean, is it the ribs? Is it? Um... I really do enjoy ribs, just because to me the ribs, chicken is chicken, and and you know KCBS chicken is is pretty much a robotic process. But you know, pork and brisket are bigger cuts of meat, but they're similar. They don't vary very often. I mean, you know, sure ribs, man, they can be. You know, they can take anywhere from an hour the way we cook them, anywhere from an hour and forty five minutes to three and a half hours to cook. And it's all individual. You could you could be cooking a rack of ribs and you might have one one day that's fat and another one that takes twice as long to cook. And it, it, it truly is the most active, you know, cooking, you know, response to your actions, cooking method or cooking meat that's going on. So to me the ribs are the are the most fun uh, uh, piece of meat to cook. Well, I think so. And I think you can get like you were talking about once can be fatter you know there's different variables there but i think with the with the ribs too for me personally now i don't compete like you guys do but i think i can fuss around at home with flavors on the ribs too more than i would if say if i was competing but i think that's fun for for guys like me you know i've certainly got some skills i'm i'm not being vain about it i just have skills that i can do these things but i think they're the most fun 
most fun at times for me to experiment with. That's just my thoughts. So yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It's all good. Um, are you still, and I, I should have remembered this from the the show a while back, but are, when you're doing brisket, are you doing the whole, the packer, the whole thing, or are you doing just the flats? Um, I cook the whole thing, but I will separate it. Okay. So I, I, you know, I couldn't point the flat, but I, I, I separate them out. Um, I've done it both ways. Um, I, I just, just the way we're cooking, I, I, I like the control of being able to separate that flat from the point and cook them, cooking them separately. Do you do it at home that way too for your family? You know, I will play around at home and do it different ways, but I, I man, my family doesn't eat brisket anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but we, it, it, but I will tell you at the restaurants, we do cook them separate as well. Oh, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Hey, we're going to take a break here. Uh, Brad and I are going to be back in a couple of minutes, wrap up the show. And uh, you're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Networks. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and uh, you're listening to us on the Sun Radio Networks, and we appreciate everybody that's listening today. Uh, next hour, we've got uh, John Bowlesby, a.k.a. Spinnaker, coming up. We've got Brad Lettinger here from Getting Basted. Brad is a uh, previous and current world champion uh, from KCBS, and this year, um, when they called it the Master Series, every once in a while, you know, they kind of change the titles around a little bit, I noticed. but it's all the same. It's when you're good, you're good. And you're doing that. Where do you think you'll be 10 years from now, Brad? Oh man. I hope, uh, I, you know, sit on the beach somewhere retired, you know, that's kind of my goal, but, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, as far as the competition world, I, I, I still think I have some more to accomplish and, and I'm still having fun. So as long as I'm going to do that, I'm going to compete. Um, uh, you know, in 10 years, I, I will probably be out of competition barbecue, I would guess. And, uh, uh, you know, on the, the next chapter of my life, you know, I, what, what that is, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, uh, uh, you know, hopefully we've got a, a ton of restaurants open and, and we're, we're living a good life. You know, that's kind of, kind of the long-term goals. Sure. You ever picture yourself doing schools? I mean, we do a lot of classes. I mean, you know, if you, a lot of people have taken our classes out there and, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. We, we do a lot of training and, and if anybody's had the opportunity to get on a barbecue league, you know, there's that, you know, we're, we're filming videos that are, that are, uh, you know, barbecue based. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I can certainly, certainly, you know, see myself continuing to teach classes and, and, and do enjoy that aspect of it. You ever take any time off, Brad? Well, you know, we're getting ready to take a, a, a week here and there, but you know, it's pretty well full full year. We're getting ready to go down to Mexico this uh, this week coming up, uh, kids' spring break. So, uh, looking forward to that. But um, it's it's pretty well year round deal right now. So uh, you get a little bit of downtime in the winter, and uh, but you know, once the season hits, it's it's pretty well every weekend. You ever walk in the house, and I and I'm basing this off my own life. You ever walk in the house and say, "I'm not cooking tonight. Go get a pizza." <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, we'll, we'll uh, you know, my wife works, uh, she's a school teacher, and I've got more jobs than I, than I know what to do with as far as, you know, between competitions and restaurants and everything else I've got going on. So there, there'll be often times where we've got some grand plans to cook something at night. And, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen because neither one of us have the time or inclination to do it. You know, we've got three young kids at home, and, and uh, sometimes the schedule just is what it is. You know, we go, go get them some Chick-fil-A or whatever it is. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, quite often that happens. So for folks listening to this show and maybe they've never competed um, and they're getting interested and they listen to this show, they listen to a bunch of the podcasts, they've looked at YouTube videos, whatever, they certainly would know who you were. What would you give them as a piece of advice if they're thinking about, you know, starting out even in the backyard series or more local yeah, even my, than that. Yeah, no, my advice is don't assign too much mystique to it. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's burning food in the parking lot. So jump in, you know, I think the only way to truly know if it's for you, don't, don't put a lot of big uh, capital investment up front, jump in and do a contest. Um, I, I truly do think that's the best way you might take your lumps, but that's the best way to know if it fits you and if the lifestyle fits you and if it's something that you want to do. Uh, competition barbecue can be expensive if you want to do it at a high level. So just like anything else, before you, before you, uh, fully commit, uh, you, you know, go out there and, and, you know, find out if you like it. And, and I think some people just get too intimidated that, you know, that man, I just, I, I can't do that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And just jump in. It doesn't hurt anything. I mean, the worst thing you do is, but you know, you, you, you don't do as well as you think you should do. You learn a lot and, and, and you move on to the next one. So I think just basically don't assign too much mystique to competition barbecue and to what we do. We're putting chicken in a box. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's not that hard. Get out there and do it. Hey, Chick-fil-A's made billions of dollars off that. Come on. You know, putting chicken in a box, so to speak. So no doubt. A little different than that. I know that <clears throat> a couple of three, four years ago, a guy got a hold of me. And won't say his name or anything like this, but he was going to go out on the competition barbecue circuit. Now, I didn't know him. That doesn't mean anything. Um, and he wanted to talk to one of the the grill companies that I was affiliated with at the time and wanted to get their big over-the-road deal. You know, you're talking a fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 unit type thing and all that. Um, I don't know if you ever got it, but I would say maybe that was a little overkill to start with, you know, just, just me saying, but, uh, you got to really commit. If you're going to do those big things, then you got to do what, like you guys are doing. You got to be out there. You got to have a lot of contests. And, um, like you said, there's a lot of capital that can be, uh, you know, kind of pushed towards the competition that you might not need to spend. Yeah, man. It, I think you, you you get that. You know, you got to have this expensive smoker. You got to have this, and and really, you don't. You know, the, the stuff in competitions, you don't need a big commercial unit. You know, you you can use a, a you know a gateway drum, and and you know some of the other stuff. So it's just it it it's don't you don't need to spend a ton of money. You don't need a trailer. You know, people went out of tents all the time. You know, get out there and just make sure you like it before you put that kind of money into it, because uh, you know it's it, it's not worth you know, the financial investment, if you're not going to get into it, you know, and stay into it. Yeah. I mean, you can get, you can get a drum, you can get a $139 awning, a couple of chairs and a couple yep. of tables and uh, some coolers. You're good to go. And they don't always have to be. Contest. Yeah. They don't always have to be Yeti coolers. Nothing against Yetis. No. They're great. 
No, not yeah, and not that there's anything wrong with yet. He's great, but yeah, you can just anything you got, and especially you know, KCBS is doing these single meet events now. Yeah, and and that gives you an opportunity that you could you know they're one day single meet events. You don't have to worry about where you're going to sleep. You don't have to worry about anything else. You could just show up with with a drum in the back of your pickup truck or your car or your SUV or whatever and, and a table, and, and show up and cook a, a one meet contest. You know, Johnny Trigg might be there. You know, you can go cook against uh, uh, some legends at these things, and, it, and it's very very small capital outlay, and it's a perfect way to get into competition barbecue. Absolutely, I remember we went to one. My wife and I went down to one. <clears throat> the organizers had invited me down and uh, you know, there was a lot of guys around the Northwest that I knew that did this and Jesse was there and so on and so forth. And there was an old guy there kind of had a kind of a scraggly beard and his granddaughter and he had a Weber kettle and I walked by and for some reason he recognized me and he said, can you help me? I said, well, what do you need? He goes, um, how do I cook this? <laughs> <laughs> So I said, I'll tell you what, I went and got a couple of the guys and they went down and talked to him and, uh, he had a good time. You know, he didn't get a call on anything, but he had a good time sure. and, and he was there yeah, with his grandkids. Neat. So that was probably the most important thing. Um, real quick, Brad, before you leave, and I'm, I think I conjured you into sticking around for a few minutes for after hours when we're done with this, but what's the strangest thing you've ever cooked? No, the strangest thing I've ever cooked. Yeah. Like an armadillo well, or anything, you know? No, I never did an armadillo. I mean, uh, you know, we cooked, you know, we, we, you know, we're in the Ozarks, so we cooked our share of rabbits and squirrels and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, probably for me, something vegetarian, you know, I was on that guy's grocery and just had to cook some tofu. You know, that was, uh, that was something I don't normally do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's not necessarily strange, but that's out of my box for sure. There you go. Well, Brad, thanks for being with us here on Barbecue Nation, folks. We're going to be back the next hour on some of the affiliates, like I said, with uh, Spinnaker, a.k.a. John Bowlesby. And for those that uh, don't take the second hour, we'll be back next week with another edition. Until then, take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.